Hey, Abby, I'm a little tired of being stuck inside. How are you doing? I feel like a freaking Rapunzel. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Shall we roll the intro music? Sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Point A to B, our new podcast. We've made it past our, our first episode and everything. Yay, celebrate. So today, we're just going to get a topic out of the way. We're going to talk about the dreaded keyword. That's right, quarantine. So have you been feeling, Bobby, about quarantine? Well, it's definitely been an experience. Um, I feel like I've had a lot of different emotions over the last four weeks of being stuck inside, and I'm ready to talk about them and how you're feeling. Sounds good. So we actually, we've come more prepared today. We have a few things we're going to talk about. So what do you want to hit first? Do you want to talk about how you've been watching shows? Because I've definitely not been much of a TV person until now, because I have all this time. Well, there's nothing like being stuck inside for four weeks to get you into some good Netflix dramas. Netflix so. and chill all by myself. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, let's talk about what, what shows and entertainment we've been kind of diving into during this time stuck inside. So I just want to say I've watched Center Stage, which is a wonderful, if you don't know what that is, it's a... Nope. <laughs> I don't know how old it is, but it's definitely older. It's something I grew up watching. It's about the American Ballet Company or the American Ballet Academy. It's not like a really documentary or anything, but just follows the story. It's very intense. It touches on different Is it like a mockumentary? No. No. Okay. It's just like a fun little fictional story. So that's been my go-to. On a Friday night, I'm usually like, should I celebrate like a regular Friday night? Just put on center stage and order in some pizza. (laughs) Pretty much at least once a week. Lots, lots of food ordering during this time for sure. Mm-hmm. How about you? It's been like a go-to. Um, well, I kind of got back into Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I feel like I that's one of those shows that I go back and forth with. Like before quarantine times, I'd watch it like in spurts. Like I wouldn't watch mm-hmm. like full seasons, but I'd watch like a couple episodes here and there. But I am now completely caught up with the last two seasons and it's just such a fun like short comedy that like always yeah. makes me laugh. And I don't know why I didn't watch it more before, but I feel like now because when I'm watching TV, I'm like playing closer attention than I do normally or before this happened. So I definitely get a lot more good laughs from it than I feel like I would under normal circumstances or I'm distracted by other things. Yeah, I, I want to say like same, but I feel like now I always have something else in front of me when I'm watching TV. I just have, I feel like it's kind of like I have so many multiple tracks in my brain at all time that they need to be occupied by something. So if I'm watching TV, I'm also usually like doing something on the computer or playing with the dog or something of that nature mm-hmm. to keep all parts of my brain occupied so that's a good show I've heard good things about Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah I watched a a few episodes I feel like it's definitely something you have to get past that like first season hump Mm -hmm. most shows yeah most especially comedies I feel like oh yeah every comedy like the first season is when they find their footing 
Mm-hmm. And after the like after the first season is where it gets good. Like the office, the first season is kind of rough to get past. Still haven't gotten past it. I yeah. tried so mm-hmm. so hard. Parks and Rec though, I got over that like first half of the first season. Parks and I've Rec the first season the is it's short, which is like I mean the office the first season. They're both like six episodes, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Parks and Rec is just probably my favorite show of all time. <laughs> Considering rewatching it again, actually. <laughs> I, me too and I've already watched it um twice all the way through like it's yeah. only been like once within like a full year period you know yeah. but such a good show what else have you been watching during the quarantine anything else um, stick well, out of course I had to watch the Tiger King I resisted for um quite a while because I <laughs> I hate being basic but I I've just accepted that's part of who I am now I've been as as I become older I feel like the more basic I've become. can definitely agree. <laughs> you want to know why everybody's talking about it. And like Tiger King is a show that everybody has been talking about. And I think it's probably oh. exacerbated by us all being stuck inside. Oh, yeah. No, if this know. had come out like a month ago or two months ago, you know, it wouldn't have been. Yeah. And I've watched most of it. I haven't watched, like, I think the last episode or they released, like, a, an extra episode or whatever. Oh, after. I haven't watched the extra episode. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get why everybody cares. Just like, a bunch I of get, crazy people. I get that. Especially, I feel like a lot of people like watching shows where it's, like, the crazy white person, <laughs> you know? And I feel like that's just, wow. like, the epitome and what is it carol baskins husband had released a video i didn't watch all of it because i feel like they're Mm -hmm. so long-winded yeah and just where it's like oh they were told it was going to be like the blackfish type documentary and it was i do feel like there could have been i understand how everything else makes good tv but Mm -hmm. they could have drawn it back to the tigers more and how it's exotic pets are just it's an issue (laughs) Yeah. Like, especially someone I grew up watching Animal Planet. Like, that. once we had cable, that was my go-to. And I would watch this show called Animal Cops, and I would occasionally touch on that. People owning, a lot of times, like, tigers, big cats, these houses just, like, in their backyards and stuff, and there's no real regulation on it. And it's a wild animal. Like, yes, you can build bonds with it, but it still has the capability to rip your arm off or potentially kill you like yeah no I definitely think like Blackfish is one of the best documentaries I've ever watched and Tiger King came nowhere near it (laughs) but the thing I remember most about Tiger King is my sister-in-law and I were watching it one weekend and my mom and dad stopped by their house where we were at Mm -hmm. and my mom kind of started like watching it a little bit with us while my dad was helping my brother with the bathroom and she literally was like what show is this? This isn't real, is it? This is like a scripted show. <laughs> and it does, I mean, it does seem like a scripted show. It is crazy. So I understand a little bit, yeah. the appeal of that. I don't know. I just feel like it was also, yeah, long-winded and it took a while to get to the interesting part and it never circled back to the important part to me, which was, yeah, the tight. Yeah. Oh. And especially like, I love watching documentaries. Like I just showed you, my mom sent me my birthday present early. It's Planet Earth 2. I found a really good documentary, Chasing Coral, um, mm-hmm. after that. So that's a good, when you talk about good documentaries, I purchased Arctic Tale for Earth Day because I have to watch my favorite documentary on Earth Day. Good choice, it's just, good choice. Yeah, it's great. I don't know. I feel like documentaries are something I 
watch, but I usually lean towards her as like movie documentaries. I'm not a big fan of series documentaries. I feel like most of them just drag out way too long. That's but, kind of fair. Yeah. But I'm an animal nerd, so you know. Well, and that's, especially the things about oceans, you know, yeah. that's what I studied. So, <laughs> and watch what you like. I mean, you know, everybody should just watch what makes them happy. Like, exactly. we we don't have to like the same thing, guys. It's fine. I don't judge me because I don't like this popular show. Speaking of popular shows, though, I've been watching The West Wing, which I started watching because I googled like I don't know. This was a year ago. This is way before quarantine, but I googled best shows of all time and the west wing came up a lot and i had watched it when it was on but i was pretty young when it was actually on tv and Mm -hmm. didn't really understand what was going on probably because it's a political show and i was like in sixth grade when it came off the air so (laughs) and it was on for like seven years but yeah i have really enjoyed rediscovering it it's probably becoming one of my favorite shows of all time too now that I like actually know what's going on and I can understand and it definitely is some of it's been interesting watching in the current political climate because Mm -hmm. it's very different in a lot of ways but it's also it kind of makes you wonder how the White House looks like obviously it's fictionalized and that's not how the White House actually works so I do feel like it's pretty accurate and some portrayals and it makes you wonder like with the current state of things how like a, a day-to-day operation in the White House is like that's one I haven't I mean I think I've heard of it before but it's never piqued my interest I guess I'm never mm-hmm. you know to watch it any other recommendations of shows that you want to touch on for you so I was actually listening to another podcast where someone mentioned they were watching Lilla Island and you know I've played they they have a game <laughs> which is like one of those silly little like story type games but the, narrator, like the one direction things that come game, up right? are <laughs> no not quite like that it doesn't exist anymore sorry yes sorry guys the one direction <laughs> game is no longer <laughs> you can't sing karaoke or uh, what was it? it was like singing karaoke one of them was air hockey mm-hmm. like little mini games yes no this was essentially a story I just played it because I really I really enjoyed like the narration yeah because I would still have them like I wonder if that's really what the show is like and it was I watched the sixth season which was really good which was um most recent season and my favorite couple did end up winning so I was happy I was happy with it overall and then I kind of skipped back to the first season and I think that was a mistake I think maybe I should have gone backwards and gone to the fifth season mm. just because I couldn't keep my attention with the first one yeah once again first seasons takes a while to find their footing even with reality shows well everything I feel like the first season of any show is a trial run in a lot of regards I feel like there's not a lot of shows where the first season is the best season except for like Riverdale comes to mind but I don't know <laughs> yeah no that definitely that's definitely pretty true like the first half of the second season of Riverdale was still pretty good but they kind of st- they started to they've departed get a little too out there yeah I never it's watched the third different. season it was just the people they had too it's like they were obviously casting for drama the first season mm-hmm. as opposed to sixth season like everyone actually like got along which I was not a precedent before the show I'm like all these dudes on the first season I'm just like I can't <laughs> I just can't deal with it the way they talk. They're just like stereotypical. Just, I couldn't deal with it. I I was over it. For, uh, yeah, I don't know. I That's like the one genre of television I just don't 
like reality tv is not like i can do documentaries but when it gets into like just straight up reality tv no i've nope. really started to <laughs> i i watch the bachelor now just mostly for the fact of watching bachelor in paradise yes which is my favorite part of it i don't care once i get halfway through the season i'm like i know the characters like the people who are going to be on bachelor in paradise that's mm-hmm. all i care about yeah I heard a lot of people who get into The Bachelor from The Bachelor in Paradise, but all all reality TV just once I found out that a show as simple has House Hunters. House Hunters is fake. Once I found out House Hunters is fake, I stopped watching reality TV. <laughs> you were burned. HGTV has burned us all because apparently yeah. like Chip and Joanne like fixed her up, or I guess that's kind of a little bit of a fluke too. So I've lost, and I mean, I I get it's entertaining, and if you watch it from the mindset of it being like a not real, I'm sure it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I just it doesn't it doesn't appeal to me anymore. You're also what two to three years older than me, so maybe in three years I'll feel the same way. I have plenty of people and friends who are older than me that love reality TV. I don't. Mm, that's fair. I, I watch hey. these things with my sister. Yeah, and that's a big thing. I do think that those shows really lend themselves to like female bonding. Like I know a mm. lot of like friends that have like watching groups for The Bachelor and stuff like that. So I mean, it's definitely valid, and I don't knock anybody who watches it. It's just not something I'm interested in. Yeah, no, I feel like that's the main reason I watch it is also one of the girls at work watches it. So it's something for us to automatically talk about. Mm-hmm. And then when I was living with my sister, you know, that was something to watch with her once the kids went to bed, you know, something that wasn't a kid's show that we could watch together. Was there any other, uh, I guess, TV shows or anything you want to touch on before we move on mm-hmm. from the topic? I mean, all these lives have been fun, you know? Yeah. Have you watched any of the live concerts or anything? Um, I watched a little bit of the, like, the One World Together at Home mm-hmm. one, and my, my grandma, who I live with right now, has wa- watched the Disney one, but I didn't really watch it, because... I watched, it's on Hulu now, I watched it on Hulu, and they also had, um, a Broadway, a Disney on Broadway, oh. where they did Zoom interviews and then played, um, I guess this, like, charity concert they had had a year or so ago. yeah. It's definitely interesting, like, a lot of people are doing live entertainment from their homes, which is kind of cool. Like, I know, obviously, a lot of musicians have been doing, like, Instagram live Mm -hmm. shows, and then, you know, a lot of YouTubers are doing live, which I do like. It definitely makes you feel more connected to people in this time, you know? It's kind of... It also brings out some of the creativity, you know, you Mm -hmm. see... YouTubers who usually do like sketch comedy or they rely on things, you know, in a studio or outside world and they have to get creative to still put out content for people. Yeah. So it's fun to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely have been enjoying all the lives and it's, I mean, kind of bittersweet because obviously we're all, it's kind of a crazy world right now, but mm-hmm. it's nice that at least, you know, entertainers are still able to do their jobs from home and entertain people. A lot of late night tv show hosts are hosting their shows from home and over skype and stuff and that's that's great i think it's really cool kind of seeing the world like continue yeah. to function in the ways it's been continuing to function and just the kind of creativity of people to keep each other entertained especially now that we all kind of need more entertainment <laughs> right, but tv shows aren't being made <laughs> thank goodness for like pre-recorded shows that are still i know right i don't know it's going to be interesting seeing how this affects entertainment. I mean, obviously, there's a, so many 
productions that aren't going on right now. So there's definitely going to be mm-hmm. a period of time where I don't think there's going to be new episodes of any scripted TV shows. Or, or they're going to have to change, like, the way the seasons are structured and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's- I'm really upset Lynn Manuel Miranda's um, In the Heights. It was made into a movie musical. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be released this summer, and they pushed the release date yeah. back by a year, so it's next summer. And I was so upset. I was looking forward to that so much. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. Like, obviously, there's so many movies that were going to come out this summer. Like, summer is a big time for blockbuster mm-hmm. movies, and I don't honestly think that movie theaters will be opening until probably the fall, if I had. I mean, it just is such a... Mm-hmm. It's such a hard thing to open because everybody's so many people are coming and sitting in the same seat. And how do you disinfect the seat? And yeah, it's definitely gonna be one of those places that are one of the last places to yeah. fully reopen, at least. You know, yeah. And also, you're not gonna want to release a movie if there's like a large part of theaters in the country, even if some states start opening their theaters, they're not gonna release a, a movie that's gonna essentially not be successful because not all the theaters are open so it's good though there's some movies that have like disney plus put out onward Mm -hmm. and all these other ones you know the trolls new trolls movie i know yeah my sister was looking at renting but if you want to rent these ones that were supposed to come out in theaters you have to pay 20 dollars. which i mean if you're a family how much would you be spending going to the theater going to watch that movie not a bad deal but it just seems like a lot to rent a movie yeah no it's definitely it's an interesting concept for sure of having, yeah, new releases be $20 for rentals. And it's almost like it stinks too because you can't buy. I'd almost rather be like, I'll pay $40 and then I can wash it as many times as I want mm-hmm. than just pay $20 and you get it for two days. But obviously they have to make their money and it's not free to produce a movie. So I understand yeah. that they need to they need to make the money however they're going to make the money. Going to make that money, honey. So do you want to move to other things we may be done other than watch TV? Yes. Maybe <laughs> some more productive. Have you done anything particularly productive that you're proud of? or um, Not super productive. <laughs> I finally put the legs, my legs back on my desk. Because when, uh, when I got the desk and we moved into my apartment, we had disconnected the legs so it'd be easier to move. But I didn't have a screwdriver to put them back in. <laughs> So that's when we started talking about actually, like, for real, starting this up. It's like, I finally have a desk. I have somewhere where I can set up my microphone. Mm -hmm. And I refinished. I have, like, a bookshelf headboard that I got real cheap off of Facebook Marketplace. I refinished it. So that was, you know, that's nice. It definitely matches my room a little bit better. I don't know. Nothing too, too productive. You know, I've cleaned. (laughs) I got a paint-by-numbers thing. Um, But Cora, my dog, just today got a hold of the brush that I'd mostly been using so (laughs) that's maybe next for a while yeah well I mean Joanne Fabrics you can like pick up a brush (laughs) we'll bring it to your car uh, I don't know if I have a Joanne's near me I have Michael's I don't know if Michael's is still I'm not sure I know I drove by a Joanne's the other day and they had like just like a line of people out the not people but it was cars that were waiting for pickups that's fun. Well, yeah, because yeah, all these people that know how to sew and everything, a lot of them are making masks now. So 
Yeah. No, it's been a big if thing. If I had a sewing machine, I'd probably be doing the same thing. No, I, I'm lucky I have uh, my sister-in-law's mom made me a mask, a couple masks, because she's handy like that, so. I'm waiting. I ordered some in, mm-hmm. um, so. I don't know. It's tough because, they, you know, they say that, like, it doesn't really protect you, but if everybody It protects wears everyone them, around yeah. you, and it's so. actually required now in Pennsylvania it is. to go into businesses. You okay. have to have, in public areas, you have to have a mask on. That it's, like, the sense. same idea of like communal immunity just like like vaccines are a thing mm-hmm. it's not necessarily to protect you as much it is yeah i guess i have also been i feel like it's weird because now that you're spending so much time at home you notice things that you want to change so i, I got a poster and hung it on the wall oh, nice. <laughs> and i a little too, interior decorating yes i took down some curtains and i ordered new curtains <laughs> Just because, you know, I look at them all day long, and normally I don't look at them that much, so I don't care that they're tattered, but now I care. And yeah, I also um, invested some money in getting my desk, which I was mainly just using as a a clutter area in my room. Mm -hmm. It is now- Oh my gosh, my desk is so messy. I finally, yesterday I went on Walmart, and I got like command hooks and stuff like that to hang up all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to become my, um, did I tell you my plan for my desk area? No. Inspired by the way we, we met, I'm going to call it my DCC, my Disney cult corner. Because <laughs> I have a corner desk, so it's all on a little corner. And I have all these little trinkets. Awesome. From my seat, from my college programs. So. <laughs> I love that. I have all my trinkets in like a box <laughs> somewhere. That <laughs> I have way too many for that. I have, mm-hmm. how many did I count? Was it like six or eight? When I went to Disneyland, a lot of what I did was I just went to the animation studio. So I'm starting to flatten those out. I think I'm going to do a little wall mural. They're horrible. I'm not an artist. I have shaky old man hands. So it's just not (laughs) (laughs) ideal for me. They're not bad. Like You can can tell what characters they are. But there was one class where there was definitely a young child and their sketch was um, much better than mine. So that's okay. I mean, the important part is making the art, not the final product, right? Exactly. It's Being the fun artistic. of it. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. I've just been spending some time. I invested in a monitor and also a keyboard and mouse and stuff. So you have a fancy setup. I mean, it's not that fancy, <laughs> but it, it gets the job done. And I've been able to do some, um, work from home. I've been out of work. My company has been closed for the last four weeks and mm-hmm. luckily I've been getting paid and I, you know, I'm very fortunate to be in that position. I don't know if you want to talk separately about your... No, I am very, I'm in the yeah. same where they didn't, weren't originally going to pay us because it wasn't extended for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. We were either have, going to have to do, um, use our vacation time or do it unpaid and file for unemployment if we wanted any sort of payment but now we're getting paid through may 1st and we just got extended that we know we're going to be closed until at least may 8th now so i'm headed towards a quarantine birthday because my birthday is may 14th Mm. so i'm already making plans to get myself like a funfetti cake and make myself a cake and (laughs) yeah so many people are having big life moments in quarantine i'm just upset because i spent I share a birthday with my sister 
-hmm. and I'm finally in the same state as her again. In the past 10 years since we both moved away from Colorado, we have spent two birthdays together. And one of them was when I was still in a very, when I was still like trying to recover um, from being in such a deep state of depression. So it wasn't even like we didn't really do anything. So Mm. I was looking forward to maybe trying to stick her husband with their kids and just go out. (laughs) (laughs) Just go out for dinner, have a couple drinks, you know, have some margaritas or something and just, you know, have time with my sister. But yeah, well, who knows, even if you're able to get together with her, you probably can't go anywhere. So no, I mean, even just going to her house, I miss her kiddos. I miss her children. Mm -hmm. It's such a tough time, but it's hard because there's so so many people have been so negatively affected and like mm-hmm. have missed like such major life moments because of this whole thing. I mean, there's that people who live in one of the buildings in my apartment complex who I stop and talk to. They always, you know, when they're sitting on their porch when I'm walking my dog, we'll sit and I'll just talk to them mm-hmm. while they're on their porch. Um, they were supposed to be in California right now for the birth of their first granddaughter. They have a few grandsons, but it was their first granddaughter and the first child for that son. And so yeah. they missed out on that, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's sad. I mean, I have like friends who are pregnant and mm-hmm. their husbands can't come with them into like the ultrasound rooms and, and stuff. And it's just like, and you know, seniors in high school are missing prom and graduation and same thing. Seniors in college. Exactly. I mean, there's no problem. You're, in a sorority, missing you're missing your, yeah. Well, spring formal, if you're in yeah. a sorority or fraternity, you yeah. might have that, might've missed that, but, but it's, yeah, it's, the main like, it makes me so sad like the thinking of magnitude like everybody has had to miss something important mm-hmm. to them because of this and like obviously we're all making sacrifices for the greater good and it's not something I'm trying to discourage by any means but it and there's positive things that come out of this I feel like people are reconnecting mm-hmm. or talking more with their families because people have more time on their hands now yeah I started a thing last Sunday where it's like who wants to do a family game night? I kind of want to play these Jack Jackbox games and inspired by Andrew Barth Feldman doing the Broadway Jackbox mm-hmm. I've been in love with. Um, so I was like, if I have no friends, do you want to play them with me? <laughs> so we've decided we're going to do that every Sunday now. At least the girls in my family yeah. are going to get together and, you know, play some games. So, Well, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, I definitely... Like, I know John Krasinski has his Some Good News show. I don't know if you've yeah. watched that at all. But it's I haven't like, watched it, but I've seen. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it is, there. it is obviously such a sad time, but you also do see in times like this continuously just good human stories. And that's what you have to focus stories. on. Yeah. Positive people helping other, other people out. Um, the fact that the world is kind of getting a breather, right? You see cleaner air in a lot of these cities, cleaner mm-hmm. water. Yeah. I don't know. But it is also, on the other side of that, with the environmental impact, there's so much, like, reusable, not reusable plastic that is now being Because you can't use added. reusable bags anymore. You can't use reusable so. cups or bags. And 
um, you know, obviously there's also all this extra waste from people who are using or using disposable masks and productive equipment, which is all necessary things and it's stuff that has to happen. But it's going to be interesting seeing the environmental impact after this is all done. Like what, like obviously there's good things. There's a lot less pol- like air pollution, like you said. Yeah, but all that single-use plastic, which is one of the like worst things, single-use plastic is just... I could go on because it photodegrades, not biodegrades, mean, meaning it doesn't like become a part of the earth or anything like that, like something that biodegrades. Mm-hmm. It gets smaller um, yeah. the longer it stays in the sun, which is why it's such a problem in the oceans and going up the food chain. So, yeah. There's so, like I said, there's so many things to think about. And I feel like every minute I think about something like how the world's going to be affected in a different way. But yeah. I hope we take it to be like some changes. Like, I think it does highlight some of the issues we have with, like, our healthcare system and the way renting property works and the treatment of our employees, especially those who are, you know, necessary employees, quote unquote, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, there's just so many, so many things. And then now people are protesting, you know, like, they're Not going, the things they should be either. No, I mean... And honestly, yeah, I mean, I get people are scared. Like, the economy is in a really scary state right now. And in theory, a lot of it will bounce back once the majority of this is over. But unfortunately, we don't know if that will actually happen. there's small happen. businesses, too, yeah. that, you know, are going to be, you know, shut down or whatever. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. And, I mean, I'm not an expert in any field, um, not politically speaking or scientifically speaking but it definitely it it just seems like we need to be concerned more about the virus and the economy right now and the state the thing is the economy can't get better if the people don't get healthy because i understand the want to rush back into it Mm -hmm. but and i saw something and this isn't necessarily the greatest um discussion for saying something about the Spanish flu, how small the first wave was compared to the second wave. If you Mm -hmm. jump back into things too soon, things could end up being a lot worse. And that's it. You have to, things are getting better because these measurements are working. If you are to take these protective measurements away, then it's likely to come back and with a fiery vengeance for sure. You know, it's, it's tricky. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a multifaceted issue. And obviously, there's many experts in many fields working to like make sure that we don't see complete economic collapse while also making sure that we don't kill millions of people that we don't need to, that, you know, don't need to die from this. So it's just reworking the system, like how places are doing all this, like takeout now and the delivery. In, you can mm-hmm. you can find ways. A lot of places are finding ways to work at home where that might not have been an option. Yeah. Before, so you just yeah. have to be creative and find different solutions. Think outside sure. of the box. Yeah. No. I mean, it's a. It is exciting. I think it'll be interesting too. Like speaking of working from home, I guess the long term going forward, like, is working from home going to be a lot more common even after this is all over imagine all the people who are like trying to go on maybe like a maternity leave early saying they can work from home or 
all these other situations where they were told they maybe told they can't or it's not really an option Mm -hmm. coming back after this being like well you can't say yeah it can't be done now yeah and I don't know it's going to be interesting to see if a lot of jobs start going remote I guess I'm kind of on the fence I don't know how productive it is to work from home like a hundred percent of the time I feel like I wouldn't be productive I think having the option there is nice especially for people maybe with families where if their kid is sick, they don't have to choose between mm-hmm. maybe sending their kid to school and risking infecting other children um, for the yeah. sake of going and not calling out from work mm-hmm. or, you know, vice versa. So they can still do some work from home in those situations, you know? Yeah. It's very interesting, like I said, to see, like, what's going to be the long-term outcome of, like, so many things, but working from home, I definitely think is going to be way more prevalent in society than before this happened. Mm-hmm. And I mean, also it's a test run for a lot of businesses. I think, you know, it's a, it's a forced test run. They're going to see how it works for their industry. And if it works, why not just keep people at home? We can pay less office costs and stuff like that. So, um, so I guess speaking of like kind of reopening the economy do you want to speculate at all when you think things are going to start reopening where you are in the whole world it's it, it's really going to be hard to you know predict that and I think mm-hmm. that's part of why it's so scary is you don't have even an estimate of an end date I think some things might start opening up by the end of May in some states um, and so, a lot of states are taking um, very similar precautions. Mm-hmm. I just find it weird how it's kind of domino, just depending on the amount of cases, right? Where maybe if they would have been looking at these states or even these countries that had it before us mm-hmm. and taking their actions earlier before it got to a certain stage, you know? I don't really, <laughs> I don't really. I think some things are going to slowly start opening up, maybe. Yeah. By summer, but it's not going to be back to normal until at least fall. Yeah. No, I definitely think that fall is when we're looking at a lot of things opening back up. I mean, in my in my state of Minnesota, they announced today that schools are officially going to be closed for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I can't foresee them closing schools, but opening restaurants or opening like any public, I think malls and restaurants and movie theaters like we talked about before, I don't think they're going to open till fall and like the full capacity of like yeah restaurants are still open technically a lot of them but you can't go sit in side and like have or maybe a meal they might have something where they kind of limit it to start off with you know maybe yeah. not having the full restaurant be available be open so that you can have like a table between yeah people that still kind of have that it's going to be interesting. Well, and I don't know about you guys, but in Minnesota, it's patio season in about a month, and I'm pretty bummed that, I mean, there's a lot of things to be bummed about, and this is very insignificant in the grand scheme, but. Yeah, but uh, it's those little things that really yeah. make it harder, you know, those mm-hmm. little enjoyments that you didn't realize yeah. you were taking for granted. Going to happy hour and sitting outside on a beautiful summer day on the patio is something I will for sure be missing this summer, and I don't foresee many. Honestly, don't know if Pennsylvania has much of a patio scene because I haven't really. Well, that's okay. Then you won't miss it if they. (laughs) I won't miss it exactly. I but I don't know, and I, it just it's so hard for me to imagine places opening that that cater to the public 
I also, mean, Florida already opened up their beaches. Yeah. Which, which I mean, I feel like outdoor venues like that are fine. Like, we, like, Minnesota opened golf courses and state parks. I mean, we've always had our state parks open throughout all of this, but I, it is easier to social distance on, like, in outdoor places and you want people to go somewhere right you don't (laughs) you don't want them all stuck in their houses but if you see the pictures there's so many people there that it's yeah no yeah it's and they actually had to shut down the national parks in colorado because so many people were trying to social distance but it wasn't like so many people were going to the parks and effective you know yeah it's just so tough because any place that is open and people can go is gonna everyone's be gonna yeah. yeah and it's what do you i mean do you just close everything and have a complete lockdown or do you give people some option to go outside and obviously I feel like it's a thing if you give someone an inch they might it's taken a mile yeah. you know well and it's putting a lot of trust into the public which depending on your views could be a good or a bad thing I don't know I mean it's it's tough I like to think that there's good in everybody and that we all want to you know kumbaya at the end of this but (laughs) I try to give people the benefit of of the doubt but I also especially things like this I have to be a realist I'm like people aren't (laughs) yeah People at the end of the day kind of have their own best interest in mind, even if they're good people who do try to put others first. Yeah. Especially in situations like this, you become a little selfish. Yeah. Once you see a video of an old lady fighting a young evil body person over a thing of toilet paper, you get a little disheartened. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's tough to watch those things, but, and also think about, yeah, crowded beaches and parks and anywhere outside that people can be and and not I mean it's one thing if people are taking advantage of being outside and Mm -hmm. social distancing and taking proper precautions but I yeah I know I've seen a lot of those pictures too where it's just a bunch of people at the beach all huddling around each other and spreading corona (laughs) yeah because they had a peak after that which I know isn't necessarily correlation does not Mm -hmm. equal causation yeah that was probably a little bit of a coincidence because you won't necessarily see that, you know, symptoms don't necessarily start up until, you know, a few days after. So we'll see in a week or two if there's another spike. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's also hard because yeah, what do you pinpoint it to? Like we have in Minnesota, like Southern Minnesota, there's a lot of meatpacking plants and those places where they've had meatpacking plants are now seeing the worst outbreaks in the state or some of the worst outbreaks in the state, especially because they're rural locations, like it's tough for, you know, rural locations to handle outbreaks mm-hmm. of that size but the the businesses that are essential that have to stay open are seeing at least in my state there's we're seeing a lot of like news stories where there's outbreaks and they're having to close down a lot of these plants anyways so do you stay open because you're essential and then have to shut down anyways that's kind of a risk thing yeah yeah but it is interesting i know at least it's giving officials like the chance to kind of look at these as case studies and like how 
to prevent things like that from happening as we do start going back to work. Obviously, I think there's going to be a lot more stories like that. Like as businesses start opening up, mm-hmm. there's going to be businesses where all of a sudden you see an outbreak and they're closed again because half and of the... Not, yeah. It's and you don't know who you got it from because it could be one of your you know consumers, one of your customers. Yeah, you have. I mean, the problem with any business is you have ten to a couple hundred people in one building who are all coming from homes where they live with other people who work in other buildings with ten mm-hmm. to a hundred some people in that building, and obviously the the Venn diagram of all the people who you're coming in contact with directly, and all the people on like the outside who you're coming in contact with through the people you're coming in contact with directly is just scary to think about like you know every person that you come in contact with that's new is basically like coming in contact with a hundred new people at the end of the day you know (laughs) it's a lot to take in man it's a lot yeah well and who you know at that point how do you narrow down exactly where you You got it from you can't it's a non it's a non-point source yeah you can't so i guess with our backgrounds you know both of us are pretty familiar with Disney parks and obviously this has been like unprecedented time for them like I know when I was living down in Florida during Hurricane Irma and Matthew those were like they closed for like a day or two at on both of those events and that was like huge news because Disney never closes like not close for sure it, yeah, Disney, like, has, like, up until, bo- like, before this, I think there was, like, 10 separate days, like, in all of history. Like, Disney parks have been open for, like, 50 years, and there was, like, 10 or 15 times total, like, one-day events that the parks were closed. And now... It was all for hurricanes. That's essentially, like, they closed yeah. down for a day or two when hurricanes hit. Mm-hmm. They have their teams that roll in. Yeah. Um, and they open back up. Yeah. And now they've, I mean, they closed, what, mid-March? And mm-hmm. we're at the end of April, so they've been closed for two months, and they will be closed. It, I, who knows? They how said long. through the end of May, everything is still. I mean, at so. least, and even obviously, they want to get back open because they're not making money with empty theme parks. Like they're not making any money; they're just losing money right now. Like most businesses are just losing money, mm-hmm. but it's such a that is what I think. I think about it a lot because it seems so interesting being a Disney fan and having worked for Disney and knowing how big it is to have to close the park down. Oh, yeah. And knowing... That's how you kind of know when things are real. It's like, wow, Disney closed down. That this when, is... Yeah. When <laughs> Disneyland closed, it was like, oh, this is real. Like, I think... I, I was taking it seriously and I was paying attention to the news, but it hadn't hit Minnesota at that point, like at all. We had like one or two confirmed cases. See, and then we were all kind of mad. We're like, because at my office, we were one of the last places to close down in our mm-hmm. county, in our area. Yeah. It wasn't until it was like actually mandated. And when Disney, so we were closes, like, if Disney was- closes, why are we still open? <laughs> like, we don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> It did shock me a little bit. It kind of got me taking it seriously because I know how big of a deal it is personally for Disney parks to close. And I also think about it a lot because it's like, I can't imagine them opening before fall. I, yeah. That's it's just a cesspool. <laughs> like, the thing is, when they do open, do you think they're going to limit the amount of people going in? Where, do you think their cap is going to be yeah. a lot lower know. than it was before? 
there's so many like factors coming into play. I know Universal made some headlines a couple of days ago because they sent out like a survey to a bunch of like annual pass holders and other frequent attendees and stuff, kind of asking questions like theoreticals about what they'd want to see if the parks were to open soon. And it was like, you know, everybody being mandated to wear face masks, which I feel like is going to be a thing because oh yeah probably i feel like every state for the next i don't know until at least fall is going to have mandated masks in public places for you know the foreseeable future so i don't see how they wouldn't but they're also talking about things like taking temperatures um, of all guests before they enter the park yeah which i think they would be doing yeah the thing is when i'm thinking about all the changes they make i think about the program we work together how there were those few shootings you know pulse and then before pulse there was the what was her name christine uh grimmy grimmy yeah Yeah. you know that shooting and how i feel like all the other parks like universal upped their security so much and disney upped their security but not a lot (laughs) like not as much as i would have expected so i'm kind of interested to see if it's going to be a similar situation you know, obviously they're two totally separate types of events yeah. um not really to be compared at all but to maybe the extent that they're gonna well you know, take these extra measures because i felt like they didn't do as much and I, am i gonna be disappointed in disney again where i feel like they're not taking as much safety precaution as they should i don't know it's definitely gonna be interesting because it's already such a nightmare to get into the parks as it is you know and if you fact like with the with the increased security i mean they basically just added metal detectors and that's the increase and the thing is i was working at espn at the time and we didn't even have a like a bag check Mm -hmm. there someone could walk in we only checked coolers someone could walk in easily with a weapon in their backpack yeah and we still didn't do anything espn didn't really get any additional security yeah so I mean, I guess ESPN's kind of hard because it's um, it's not like a park. It's you know, it's like a kind of a, and it's not open all the time. We had a lot yeah, of dark days. Yeah, it's yeah, it's ESPN's kind of its own thing. But yeah, I mean, it's gonna be if you factor in like okay, so it already if you get to the park, you have to stand in line for like ten to fifteen minutes. Especially if you get there right away in the morning, you're standing mm-hmm. in line even longer to get through security with the bag check and the metal detector now adding taking in everybody's temperatures to that and then also having to be six feet apart from the person in front of you like the family in front of you in line like how long is it going to take to actually get into the park now like it's going to take significantly longer it's going to take a long time yeah and they they're going to have to limit attendance too i mean they can't have full parks of people like it's not <laughs> it's I mean, not that's gonna, gonna be great for the wow. people who work work strollers because let mm-hmm. me tell you food and wine working at the stroller <laughs> stroller wheelchair rentals yeah. people are not happy when we ran out, we ran out of ecvs yeah so that's probably not going to be as much of an issue it'll be yeah it'll definitely there's some things that like our issues before that'll be solved but i just feel like the amount like every problem you solve the solution creates more problems yeah okay so you have to have everybody put on a face mask well what do people show up without face masks does disney provide the face mask probably they have have to turn them on i feel like i feel like they would but yeah well i feel like you provide the face masks but how do you just 
like distribute them you can't have a bin of face masks with everybody reaching in and grabbing one you have to have like a cast member like handing them out everybody has to go through separately in the line to get them it's gonna be <laughs> like everything they also oh, yeah, and their they're touch points you have to do it with the finger mm-hmm. are they gonna change how they do their touch points i'd assume that they'd they'd just get rid of that for the time being i mean just do, maybe just do like the ipads yeah. Where you just scan your magic band. Well, the magic band, yeah, then. I feel like. Maybe they just disable the fingerprint scanner and just do have people do the touch bands. Because if you're doing the magic band to the reader, it's not that much contact, I guess. I you don't mean, even And you don't even have to touch the thing. Yeah. It's RFID, so you don't actually have to physically touch it. Even with the magic bands, I feel like that does solve some issues because you could just have people load their payment onto the magic band and then everything's on their wrists they don't have to use credit cards no pins i mean they're already they were already starting to move toward that where they had places that weren't doing cash anymore where it was only magic band and card so i mean they could just open i think with magic band still it's just like resort guests that can have their payment information but maybe they start opening it up to everybody can save a credit card to their magic band for Mm -hmm. in park purchases and then you just use your magic band for everything you know and it's i don't know how they would do that for people who aren't staying at the resorts though because that's why it was for people at the resorts only is because it was connected to their room I mean, I'm sure Disney knows how to do it, and oh, it's I'm something sure. they've been working on. Because I'm sure they want it to be easy for people to buy stuff. So just because it oh, hasn't yeah, happened yet. Oh, yeah, especially since it's closed. Yeah. They're like, how can we get people, like, make things easy for people for when yeah. we, we reopen? You know, that's all that's happening on probably their virtual yeah. board meetings or whatever. Is mm-hmm. What can we do so we can open as soon as we can and still make people comfortable and purchase yeah. things and yeah, and I mean, even in Universal Survey, too, they were saying, um, they had a couple questions about, like, closing all indoor attractions and shows. And it's like, you can't, what's the point in going to Universal if all the indoor so attractions are So many of the, <laughs> literally half the park is More. just those little 4D rides. Yeah, I mean, well, Disney, too. I mean, everything's in inside of Disney. I mean, you can go on Splash Mountain, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Splash I mean, Mountain. Even that's technically inside. inside. <laughs> yeah, like the queue and everything. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you can't. I mean, why would you even pay to go to a park? And are they gonna like? How is this gonna affect the ticket prices during that time? If you can only have like ten thousand people in the park for the day, are you gonna charge more? Even though they're getting like, I mean, yeah, there's gonna be less people in the parks, so, like maybe ride more rides, but they're also having to do a lot more inconveniences. And is it gonna be as enjoyable to even be there? You know, how's That's that gonna true. affect the ticket pricing? Especially since they had just upped their ticket prices before all yeah. of this too. Things like fireworks shows and parades, those mm-hmm. are probably pretty much out too because you don't want people can- gathering around to see those. That's very true. So what what are you going to the park for? I mean, they can't close all the indoor attractions. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's not <laughs> going to happen. Yeah. And I mean, maybe maybe the shows. I could see. But also the shows, I feel like you just lower the people that can go into them and mm-hmm. you make people sit six feet apart from each other. You know, you seat people yep. apart from each other and it's almost less just every time you go to the muppet 3d show just make yeah. it look like that 
<laughs> there you go. I mean, the Muppet 3D show has a special place in a lot of people's hearts, okay? <laughs> or, or the Carousel of Progress. I do yeah. love those shows. I do love. It's you know, cute. they have a place in Disney. They I'm do. definitely the one to jam out and sing There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. So I know. Great song. One of the best Disney songs of all time. It's wonderful. Say. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy to think about. Like, I can't imagine disney opening under these circumstances so another thing that was on the universal survey that i'm sure would be something that they'd have to do is sanitizing ride vehicles after oh, each every run ride, yeah. after each every single ride you have to sanitize the ride vehicles so how is that going to affect wait times yes you have less people in the park but now they have to sanitize the seats before they do the next load in so it seems like you're probably going to be waiting just as long to ride rides, even though there's less people in the park. Because there has to be more precautions yeah. to take, yeah. And imagine those poor cast members, like the, yeah. especially at Merge, attraction cast members. At- yeah. So say, like, what if Florida's still not allowing dining restaurants? So you can't, you have to, all the food at Disney is just takeout and you have to go eat on a curb somewhere? Or how is that? Yeah, it's gonna work. Like they have to. I don't know. It's just another thing. I just think that they'll have to. I honestly think that they'll have to wait and be one of the last places to open back up. I think it's just gonna be one of those cases where they have to kind of wait until this is, for the most part, smoothed over, and then just slowly open themselves back up, take those precautions, and then hopefully, you know, by next year we can start taking regular disney vacations again although that'll be interesting to see how crowded the parks are yeah i mean it's interesting i don't think there's going to be a day where it's like okay we beat like maybe when the vaccine comes out and like people start getting a vaccine then we're going to be like okay we. there's i don't think there's going to be a specific end date it's just going to be a slow getting back to sort of normal it's just gonna be a slow progression of okay we're still seeing less cases even though we've started opening things back up we can kind of dip our toes a little bit deeper into that water and just slowly but surely what do you think is gonna like never stop do you think there's parts of this that we're gonna like be living with forever from here on out our face masks is gonna be a normal part of i mean normal part of other societies they are i could see that being a fairly regular thing especially Mm -hmm. if we don't necessarily find a vaccine um especially not right away Mm -hmm. um I don't know. That's a good question. I do think, like you said, working from home is going to be a little bit more normalized than it is now. It is. Crowd control might be more of an an issue that we take more note in (laughs) as far as businesses and all that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you think of like concerts and stuff and like people being crammed in like, (laughs) like smushed in like (sighs) with all these strangers and like. I love concerts. I love going to concerts, but how long is it going to take for me to feel comfortable being in a, a pit of people? How long yeah, is it going to take for anybody? I've never been huge on that, so I'm okay. Yeah. I used to be a bit of a, like, not a huge germaphobe, but I used to be a little bit of a germaphobe, and I've gotten over that quite mm-hmm. a bit, but no, when you said that, I literally just freaked yeah. out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, even like the state fair, like the Minnesota state fair. Oh, like, yeah. Ugh. I hope it reopens <laughs> next year because I honestly mm-hmm. feel like at this point it's not going to open this year. No, I don't think it makes me like one of the things that makes me the most sad is saying that we're not going to have a fair this year, which I'm. I know, which means we're probably, probably not going to have a reunion this year. Yeah. But I mean, I love 
the fair and you've been to the fair you love the fair just as much as i, I love do. the fair <laughs> it was the first time i'd gone to state fair yeah in years and years and years i'd gone i don't even know if i went to the call i don't know if it was the state fair or it's just county fair i think it was the state fair yeah that we'd go to co- for colorado but usually mm-hmm. we'd really go and my sister's high school band would perform though i i feel like it wasn't super memorable other than there was usually a tornado when we went <laughs> so yeah we just like a staple of the state fair <laughs> hopefully it comes back obviously they're saying that we're probably not going to see a vaccine itself for 18 months to two years mm-hmm. so is this going to be are there not going to be concerts and unnecessary things like that for 18 months to two years because it seems like there's no way you can have a concert or an event like the state fair and have social distancing there's i mean there's just no way how do you you can't (laughs) unless you have a concert of like that's a tenth full like in a huge stadium with like 100 people in it you know (laughs) like and oh, imagine that yeah especially being up in the like the blood yeah. <laughs> nosebleed section be a look at all these empty seats on the floor yeah that'd be so you'd be so bitter and then also like imagine how much would that ticket cost like taylor swift is performing uh you know a quarantine concert and normally there'd be fifty thousand people that would fit in the stadium but guess what now there's only going to be five thousand how much t- are those tickets going to cost you think like yikes yikes there's so much that's not going to be normal for such a long time and it's obviously sacrifices we need to make and if we're going to lose anything it's just it's changed and it's different now but you know it just might become the new normal where a couple years down the line we won't even have a second thought about some of these things can you imagine like what it's going to be like when the first concert happens after all of this? Like the first crazy everything. I mean, I feel like there's going to be such a big interesting like the first day Disney opens, the first concert. Like we have so many interesting Oh, I'm not going back to first. any of the first cuz I just cannot <laughs> no. deal with those crazy people. No, thanks. You all can test the waters for me first. <laughs> And then once things get a little bit calmed down, then I'll come join you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like I I feel like a lot of people aren't going to be rushing back out. Like, a lot of people are taking very big precautions. And Yeah, I think it is the majority of yeah. people. You see that most people disagreed with these, like, silly protests and all that. But but you also can't convince me that the first day Disney does open back up, even if they have, like, a tenth of the capacity they normally do and, like, half the oh, tickets. Oh, that they're not going to reach... Full. It's going to be a full capacity. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be. Maybe not Epcot, <laughs> which I feel bad. I love Epcot. <laughs> that was my work, the last work location I had. Well, Epcot is under Special construction thing. right now. So it's. That's true. It's oh, do you think. Because yeah. next year is supposed to be the big birthday for Disney World and everything. Because it's my mom's 50th birthday. She was born the same year that Disney World opened. I guess I don't foresee a world where Disney isn't at least open at that time. But it's going to be, they're still going to be under social distancing. And they're still probably going to have limited capacity at that time. Unless there's a vaccine. Yeah, I just thought about that because they're big 50th. Jeez, I mean, <laughs> every literally, it's so interesting because everything you think about, it triggers something else that you're like, oh, how's that going to affect that? I know, my poor mom, she was born in 71, just like, you know, Disney World was started in 71, the Magic Kingdom and all that. And I just... Mm-hmm. She was planning on trying to do like a year of Disney, you know, go see Disney, you know, whatever Disney has on Broadway at that point in time, maybe and mm-hmm. go to 
Disney World, definitely, and maybe Disneyland. Now we'll see if she'll be able to actually do that. Yeah. Anybody's guess what it's actually going to look like. I think that's one of the first things is I have been listening constantly, just like on a loop, my Broadway playlist. I'm just going to preface this by saying I am a basic Broadway you know what? I don't have any like weird obscure musicals really on there. I will say I don't have some of the like popular ones now too because I never got behind some of these newer musicals. Um, Cats. <laughs> well, as a musical that actually works. I, I, I've heard such great things about that movie, you know, but it's the best movie of the year. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that's when I'm like, oh, I'm closer to New York City now. I could literally just like mm-hmm. for a weekend take a train up. I would love to see more Broadway shows. I saw my first show on Broadway back in September. Mm-hmm. Um, after I got off the boat, I went and visited you, and then I went to New York City for the first time ever in my life. How was it? It was great. Can you imagine Honestly. being in that crowd now? Oh my God. <laughs> and you see those, well, you see the pictures of, like, empty Times Square and stuff, too, and mm-hmm. it's a little eerie because it is such it's a crazy. busy. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I've never been to New York, but like obviously, like most people. Let's do it. The world. Let's yeah. Do a well, trip. once this well, is honestly, over, <laughs> yeah, in a couple of years from now, let's plan a trip. It has always been literally one of my bucket list items to see the ball drop in Times Square on New Year's Eve. Oh my goodness! I wouldn't do it because I think it'd be like the most fun I'd ever have in a day of my life. But it's like a once in a lifetime kind of. That's true, thing and that'd be a cool like, story, you know? Yeah, like I want to experience it once, but. Do you think they're going to do a ball drop like they normally do next year? I don't know. Once again, I mean. I, why are you asking me all these questions? As if Aren't you the um, psychic of this friendship? Well, I have some psychic powers, but nobody knows. There's, I mean, the president doesn't know. The experts don't know. Nobody knows. And that, that's kind of the, the scariest, I think, part of everything. Is the uncertainty. Nobody knows. But I do feel better knowing that we're all going through this together and that everybody's in the same boat. So, you know, I mean, it's, as we started the podcast saying, it's, it's sad, but it also, it brings out the best in humanity at the same time. Yes, exactly. Well, I think we've talked about this quite a bit. Oh, it's going to be probably a longer episode than intended, but... (laughs) Well, I'm sure we could still talk more, but, you know. Oh, for, I feel like we could go on yeah. and on because it's very, it's just at the front of everyone's minds right now. Yeah. But we aren't, I, I think after this, we're probably not going to be mentioning it too much in no. future episodes, kind of getting the elephant out of the room Um and you know episode two and then moving on so exactly we just we wanted to get out of the way we know it's on the forefront of everyone's mind it's part of the reason we were able to start the podcast um it was i mean timing for us having thought of this for two years and then finally having a good opportunity to do so moving forward we got some other non-quarantine topics coming Yay! Um, we're very excited. We already have, I don't know, probably like 10 to 15 potential podcast topics. So we got a lot. I just added two more to our docs. So oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody is listening to this who's not related to us, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> if you are related to sorry us, thanks to your ear holes. <laughs> yes. Thank you for supporting. Hi, mom. Hi, Cass. <laughs> Hi, family. Love you. <laughs> 
But yeah, everybody stay safe. Wash your hands. If you're lonely, reach out to your loved ones. You can send us a message on social media. All of our yes. links will be in the podcast notes. If anyone does find this, please do reach out. I think that'd be so fun. Yeah. Like, this is, I mean, honestly, it is for us, but I want this to be for the people listening as well. So, if, especially if people other than our family does find this, like, yeah, this is your podcast too. I mean, being real, we have very low expectations for oh, listenership. Yeah, no. <laughs> we, we definitely joke that it's going to be like, we're going to be like the next big thing, but we know we have very low expectations. That, but like, you know, we'll if someday people. like 10 people listen to our podcast, that would just be amazing that'd be great so. that'd be wonderful <laughs> so yeah um all of our socials will be linked in the description if you are somebody who's lonely and just wants to chat hit us up we are friendly people for the most part and we are here <laughs> to help <laughs> all right anything to add before we say goodbye abby stay safe stay sane i know it's also a hard time for people mental health issues you know having your schedule thrown off a lot of people yeah. That's how they cope is having a schedule. So just find your new normal. Yeah. I think we should leave some, uh, maybe some help links in the description for anybody who might be needing some help during this time for any resources we know of that might be helpful to anybody who needs help. So um, also look for some links in the podcast notes with resources that might help you during this time. But thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. It's been a good one. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been good. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.